This is the perfect crypto portfolio. These are the top 10 altcoins for the upcoming bull run. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. Views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today is our 200th episode celebration, and we're going to be revealing the top perfect crypto portfolio. This is where millionaires are made. When there's the upcoming bull run, you need to be prepared. So we're going to provide you with the top 10 altcoins. Shay and I, we sat down. We had a deep look into hundreds of projects over the year, but also over the past couple of days Mm -hmm. to finalize what we believe is the perfect crypto portfolio because things change. Yep. Right? Every day there's new regulations. There's different narratives. This is what we believe have the best tokenomics, the best teams, and are producing the best product at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, you know, because this is our 200th episode celebration, we just kind of wanted to do what we think is basically what, what everyone wants to know. You know, what is your top 10 altcoin list? What are your favorite altcoins? What are you holding in your portfolio? So we're just going to go no bullshit and feed you guys the top 10 altcoins in our personal opinion. And cheers, cheers to 200. Yeah, cheers to a 200th episode. Cheers, bro. Thanks to all of our listeners as well. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. We have, with over 200 episodes, we have done probably close to like 10,000 hours worth of research. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this is what allows us to stay so on top of our game is the fact of how much research we do for every episode to try to bring you the up-to-date information. And it's unbiased, objective opinions. Yep. You know, it's obviously not financial advice, but, you know, we spend so much time doing it. We believe it's in in your best interest to share our knowledge mm-hmm. because of how much time we spent into this. So. For sure. And I mean, you know, if you look back on even from the 100th episode to the 200th episode, we've had banger episodes where we called out. So since the 100th episode, we did the episode about the AI altcoins before the AI bull run. Those all went 10x, 20x, right? Yeah. We called out multiple small cap gems before they did 20, 20, 30x's. We've had some banger episodes. So we've had some really interesting insights into the market. Do not buy episodes. Yeah, yeah. those, you know, Talk about hex if you want. We it's gone to absolute zero. Mm. A lot of the ones projects that we talked about not buying have absolutely tanked or been obliterated. Yeah, our predictions episode where we called Bitcoin to go up to thirty two thousand when it was sitting at fifteen thousand, mm-hmm. and everybody's calling for ten thousand. That's it. You know, There's a bit of a highlight reel going on here. So we are excited for the next hundred episodes to reach our three hundredth episode. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure to subscribe so you can come along for the journey for all of our next bangers. But um, yeah, so let's let's just jump into our are perfect 10 altcoins. What do you want to start with? I hope for everybody listening to this episode that some of your projects are on this list. I apologize if they're not. But let's start with one of our favorites. We've been talking with them from the very beginning when we first started filming these episodes many years ago. It's Hedera Hashgraph and HBAR. For sure. Any any top 10 list, I think in our opinion, you know, so this top 10 list is going to have a mix of large caps like HBAR. It's going to have some mid caps in there. And of course, if you know Nifty and I, there's going to be some small cap gems in there. Of course, you know that's what we love. So yeah, look, let's just start with you know probably the the largest, possibly the largest cap on the list, which is which is Hedera Hathgraph. And you know, some people can look from the outside and say, look, Hedera, there's nothing going on there. It's slow. It's boring. But a lot of the things that we've started to talk about with Hedera over the past year are starting to happen, right? Mm, yeah. So everybody's like, oh, they're centralized. They're centralized. Well. There's 39 governing council spots. Mm. So each each one of those governing council spots receives a vote. So it's actually quite a decentralized system. But you can't just have a decentralized system and expect everybody, the operators, to all of a sudden just say, 
this should happen or this should happen. You need somebody who has a focus and the compliance side of things and understands it to, to build out the proper framework so that it can start to partner with the government. Fed now. And here we are. Because they are compliant, because they are doing the right things, they work with some of the largest <clears throat> companies in the industry with Google, Boeing, IBM, et cetera. Mm-hmm. While their dApps drop was being utilized by Fed now, which gave Hedera a massive spike recently. Yeah, for sure. And just that partnership, it's showing that the slow and steady process that Hedera is doing and forming partnerships they have, as you mentioned, you know, Google, IBM, Boeing, we talk about it all the time. When you're talking about, we always talk about in this show, corporate adoption, enterprise adoption, government adoption. Well, they're only going to pick the specific projects that are doing it in the right way. You can't rush that, right? And Hedera, by keeping it centralized at the start and moving more decentralized as they go, is obviously, the proof is in the pudding, making themselves more attractive to these large, large institutions, corporations, enterprises. And the Fed now kind of integration or connection there is just kind of one of the first steps I see of the Hedera ecosystem. We've already talked about in some of our Hedera updates, like, the ecosystem is small, but it's growing. We see they have a DEX now. They have a wallet now. They have a launch pad now. And as you said, all of these different partners, you're going to eventually start to see an integration probably with each of them. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Look, it's fast, cheap, secure. They just smashed through 18 billion transactions, which is unheard of. And they have one of the greatest sales teams on the planet for Web3. Like I said, when you have a Google who's using Hedera Hashgraph, all their customers underneath are going to end up using it by default. Yep. And before you know it, it's just spreading like wildfire. For sure. That's why it's sitting around a $2 billion market cap. It's ranked number 30, and it starts off our perfect 10 altcoin list. So during this altcoin list, we've tried to find you know an interoperability play, a layer one, a layer two, mm. a small cap gem, something in the enter- entertainment sector, yep. a metaverse play. So <clears throat> for our number two one, I want to say... A big shout out to Hello. Yep, for sure. Hello has been one of our OGs. You know, we talked about that when it was originally Doge Dash. And that thing went parabolic. We identified a play-to-earn game that was really a lot better than all the other ones. And it had a really good founder. And the game didn't quite work out so much. But this is a founder who doesn't give up, is super dedicated, and want to make something work in the crypto industry. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked to him, we've listened to him, his interviews, and this is a really passionate individual who wants to bring good to the crypto world. And that's what Hello is looking to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. So they've pivoted from, you know, the Doge Dash, the gaming. Now they've gone to some uh, um, an industry that's closer to Paul Caslin, the founders, where his roots are, right? That's the entertainment sector. So if you follow us on socials, you know what we're talking about. Hello is launching the show called Killer Whales, which is going to be Shark Tank, but for crypto. Now, they've partnered with some of the biggest content creators in the space, you name it, from even from Web3, from Web2, investing, VCs. This, the list of their whales or judges is very star-studded, so you know the show is going to have a massive reach. And if you've been following along the trailers and the tidbits that they've released, this show looks phenomenal. It looks fucking sharp. Yeah. So I think this is, this is going to be one of those things where, you know, if it does maybe get added to like a Netflix or an Amazon or whatever... If people, if this thing goes viral, this could be a key for mass crypto adoption because people could be like, oh, this is a fun way. And the whole thing about Hello, the name Hello, right? It's meant to be the first entry level educational tool for people entering crypto. And if they can do that in a fun and engaging TV show, everyone loves TV shows, this could be big for not only Hello, but the entire industry. I could, I honestly think that this could kickstart a bull market. <laughs> I know it, it sounds ridiculous, but. If this goes on the TV and people are watching it and they can start learning about Web3 projects and the terminology mm. and they're actually using the token. All, and that's the thing. Hello is solving two massive problems in crypto. <clears throat> One, there's actual utility with the token. You're going to need it to watch the episodes in real time mm-hmm. to get the alpha before it's released. That's key. Because if there's a good project, you want to be early. Right. If you're not holding the token, you're not going to find out about, the, about that project in time. See. The second thing is the doxing of teams. You're going to have to have real team members come onto the show and mm. articulate what makes their project so good. Yep. So, and another huge thing about this whole Killer Whales thing is they partnered with CoinMarketCap, who is owned by Binance, one of the largest, if not the largest platform in the world. Um, so, you know, the, the reach and the quality of the projects being fed to them is going to be top notch. So, you know, we're talking about, this is a small cap gem, so yeah, like $50 million f- market yeah. cap, like fully diluted. 
Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is a very small market cap coin and they are rapidly becoming the leaders in the crypto-tainment, crypto entertainment space. Super forward thinking as well. They just bridged to Ethereum from mm -hmm. Binance Smart Chain. That's going to bring in institutional players, massive invest. Nobody's on Binance Smart Chain yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So again, the founder, the team, the thinking ahead, they're doing all the right things. 100%. This, when you look at how the tokens performed against Bitcoin when Bitcoin crashes, yep. the community is so strong there. This thing just holds up like a rock. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's, let's shift gears a little bit and we'll go towards an AI project. Now, if you've been following us on socials, you know there's a couple of different AI projects we talk about. But the first one that I want to talk about today, and I think it definitely deserves a spot in our top 10, is BitTensor Tau. Mm. Now, this is one that, you know, we, we weren't talking about this at the start of the AI bull run, quote unquote. However, it rapidly became one of our favorite AI projects for a number of reasons. This is probably one of my largest holdings. <clears throat> I'm staking it. I'm setting it. I'm forgetting it. I'm letting it, letting it ride for, you know, for the next two to five years. And you're seeing, seeing really good rewards through staking. It's, it's great. But this is an AI model that allows all AI models to communicate with one another. Right. And these models end up learning and growing together. It's just not massive decentralized framework. It's, it operates under the same principles of Bitcoin. Like there's only X amount of tokens. Uh, you have to mine them. Yeah. But the rewards are so much better. Um, this is a very special project as it comes to AI and it almost consumes all AI. I really like the the mission statement of BitTensor because they see a problem with AI and machine learning is that eventually the access to machine learning and models will go towards the few, if not for the technology of BitTensor because Google, Microsoft, IBM, Apple, they're all going to just control the AI machine learning because, you know, technology just goes to the rich and powerful and the tools they build them. No one else can afford them, right? So currently to run or build and operate a machine learning system is way out of touch, for, way out of reach for anyone. The hardware, the software, the servers, everything. You can't afford it, right? And if they have anything to do, to do with it, they're going to keep it that way. But the BitTensor mission is to basically fully democratize and decentralize access to machine learning by building this one massive, ever-growing decentralized database for AI learning. So everyone can have access to it without needing to fork out the capital to build it. Unbiased and transparent. You know, when you have, um, was it, OpenAI running ChatGPT, mm. the centralized company controlling, you know, what sort of bias this technology has. It's not transparent. It's not actually open, as Elon Musk has alluded to. Yep. This is, <clears throat> I, I, I view this as a platform that large corporations are going to have to use because they don't have the computing power necessary to continue to keep up with the new models that are going to be coming out. The amount of computing power necessary to run these models is insane. Yep. So you need to harness the power of everybody to make it work. Yeah, as you said, it's a continuous machine learning library. And once it, you know, kind of gets past that, like, that tipping point, the tipping point where it just becomes so massive, individuals are going to be using it, small companies are going to be using it, and large corporations will be like, well, we have to use this. They won't be able to keep up. Exactly, because it'll just, it'll just become a monster, right? Yep. So I think if you're, if you're into AI projects, if you're looking, if you want to combine the mission of crypto, which is decentralization for the people, and the mission of AI, which is, you know, all the pros that artificial intelligence and machine learning can give us, BitTensor is the perfect middle ground, which keeps the decentralization and democratization of this brand new technology intact. And for some reason, I still think people are sleeping on it. Yeah. Like, I know, yes, it has, what's the market cap? It's maybe 1 billion fully diluted, well, yeah, yeah. 150 million, because it is a brand new-ish project. But... We're, as, as Josh said, we're, we're staking our tokens. We see a long-term vision here. You don't see a lot of people on Twitter talking about it because it's, maybe it's because it's one of those like community-driven, you know, decentralized, but... Yeah, nobody's paying them to be Exactly, that them. was the point I was getting to. No one is a paid shiller. It's not like uh, a tour network or <laughs> the fucking absolute trash project, but everybody on Twitter is talking about it because yeah. they're all paid by a tour to, yeah. be, to be doing that. For sure. No, Potential's not paying really anyone to do it because they, that's, they don't have that. That's not how the company's set up. Yeah. So we're just, we talk about it because we like it. Yeah. Um, no one else is being paid to shill it. So there just aren't a lot of shillers, but that's why we like it because the opportunity for us is still, the risk reward for, for BitTensor Tau is still massive. And it's only available on certain exchanges. Mm. One is Mexi. Uh, the other one is BitCat. 
Yep. So referral link. Yeah, that's true. That is actually, honestly, one of the reasons we chose to partner with BitGet, well, one of the many reasons is they always seem to have, they always seem to have the, the small cap or mid cap gems that we like to trade. They have everything. They're always on BitGet. It's crazy. And when we saw, when we started getting into BitTensor, we're like, okay, the only two places to get BitGet are Mexi and BitGet. Well, I don't like Mexi. I hate Mexi. So we're like, all right, BitGet. And we're like, oh, okay, well, let's, we started using BitGet and we're like, it's actually a really, really yeah. sick platform. So how led pretty much to the discovery of yeah, yeah, for sure. And another thing about BitTensor, which is interesting, and we shared this in our Discord, is in crypto, when you get when something's really, really early stage and hard to do, that means you should take the time to do it. So with BitTensor, because it's a super early stage project, the staking, oh, yeah. like the user interface, is it's terrible you need like some polka dot javascript yeah. wallet so like the, the bit tensor wallet yeah. is like it's not like a metamask it's just basically like a line of code and yeah. then you have to we, we shared the um the how-to youtubes in our discord if you can see them i can't remember the creator who made them but um it's it's a bit complicated to end up staking your bit tensor but the apis are apys are large because it's early days yeah. right so we always say if it's if it's worth like five extra steps it's worth it because once those steps get eliminated with someone building a platform then everyone's going to do it and you're early yeah, and that's like everything in life. Anything that requires yep. a little bit more effort, whether that's going to the gym in the morning, yep. you know, stuff like that, going to bed a bit earlier, all those things actually matter and they add up and make your life a lot better. For sure. All right, what project should we talk about for our number four slots? Should we just stay, because we, we covered um, one layer one, one layer two, one yep. metaverse. Maybe we just stick in the AI sector because okay. we have two for AI. For sure. And that's where I chain. Yep. This is the only AI layer one yeah. for... for Web three and web two. Mm-hmm. So they're launching this product called um, AI proof. And it can be utilized by not only web three projects, but web two projects. Mm. And this AI proof is going to be an audit scan. And it's going to, sp- so let's say you're running an AI company, you're Google, you're running Bard. What AI proof will do is it will verify that the smart contract or sorry, the AI model, the language model isn't harmful two people so it broadcasts a trustworthy proof yep and in this scenario the the web 2 company or the web 3 company has to pay to utilize this service and put a stamp on their language model saying like look this is safe to use so this is a small cap gem that can actually generate a shit ton of revenue right very soon yeah and it's interesting because we actually just recently interviewed the head of ecosystem for Arai chain and he got us super hyped about what's happening in Arai over the next year and we've we've talked about this a lot on our socials Arai chain not only being a native layer one but with the ai proofs if you've been following ai at all you can start to see that ai regulation is going to become a massive issue whether it's this year or in the next election AI regulation, Elon Musk has talked about it. The godfather of AI from, from uh, Google, he's talked about it. It needs to be regulated. And through AI proofs and m- potential connections with government, Chain is positioning themselves to become a leader in AI regulation, not only in Web 2, but in Web 3. And it was an interesting point that you made in the interview. Chain is not just a crypto. It's not just an altcoin. This is just a, it's a tech company, which happens to have a coin and work in Web 3, right? Yeah. So when you go on, you know, you go into Google and look up s- certain stocks and you're like, I can't believe this company has a $2 billion market cap. It doesn't, doesn't do anything. This is a tech company that operates in the Web3 space that has a tiny market cap of like $20 million or something like that. Yeah, it's still tiny. Something super tiny. And what Tyree was saying about their ecosystem was also interesting because, again, this is a native AI layer one uh, ecosystem on blockchain. And so the dApps that are building on a ride chain are using AI. So he talked about an AI-based dating app. Right. He talked about AI Write, which is basically aggregating all of your popular AI software, such as um, all the ones that are making AI-based movies, AI-based songs, AI-based images, Stable Diffusion, all these things. It's, making the, it's putting all of that software into one on the blockchain with AI, and it's built on a ride chain. Yeah, it's nuts. There's so much coming down the pipeline, and it wasn't until we had a chance to interview their head of ecosystem mm-hmm. that you got to see... Holy shit. There's things that are happening behind the scenes. And when they hit, this is going to be monumental. For sure. This is one of the first RVFs on Phantom and uh, Avalanche. uh, Integrations with Ocean and Syscoin. They're closely working at Tron. They're with Google for startups. There's so much happening at this organization. It cannot be underestimated how much of a sleeping giant this is for the Web3 industry, but also 
as it pertains to AI. They also just made great updates to their tokenomics, which was the number one thing that people used to say against Arai was that the tokenomics were shitty. They changed up a bunch of uh, allocated tokens, went from the team and the tech or the team and the developers to the, to the DAO. Yeah. Uh, so I think the fully diluted market cap still is like below 50 million right now. Yeah. 40 million. With most tokens like in circulation. Yeah. Small cap gem. No more vesting. Small cap gem. Absolutely small cap gem. All right. So that was one, two, three, and four. So for number five, you know what? Let's just go to the name. The name that a lot of people- that everybody's waiting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, if you've been following us on socials, we've been talking about this project a lot lately. And we, we fucking identified this thing at- $800,000 market cap. Or less. Like or it less. Was it was, I think it was 400000 Way sub-1 sub million market cap. It did a 30x to a $30 million market cap. You know what? This is It's BitRock. Like <laughs> we're putting, if we're going to take a layer two into our top 10, we're not going to go with a VC-backed coin like Matic or Arbitrum or Optimism, which have 90% for Arbitrum and Optimism, 90% of tokens to be dumped. On, on retail yeah. investors. We don't want Polygonmatic with a $9 billion market cap with all these early investors. We want an early layer two with newer technology, which was stealth launched, and we've been in from the start. We're putting our names on it. You know, if this thing ha- if this thing goes to zero, I don't give a fuck. It's like we put, we've done our research. The team has d- delivered. The team has put in so much work. I've never been in a group before <clears throat> where people ask questions in the Telegram and the mods they answer every single question, no matter what time of day it is. Yep. It's like, holy fuck. Like they, here's the thing. Arbitrum seed round sale individuals, early investors received the price at a price of 0.005 cents. That's crazy. The it's things, a dollar the now. Things trading at dollar. So these VCs have made millions of dollars. And you shared that earlier today. And I was taking a good look at that. And I was like, all right, it was a $50 million seed round. Yeah. At 0.005. Yeah. So that means one company probably put in five mil. Yeah. Five mil at 0.005. Yeah. What is that now? Is that a dollar? <laughs> 500 mil or something like that. Jesus. They're like, they're making so much money off this Unlo- thing. And it, the vesting schedule goes out for like the next 10 years or something. Yeah. With BitRock, all the tokens are in circulation. Mm-hmm. They have um, block times of two seconds faster than Arbitrum because Arbit- this is a steady two seconds. Mm-hmm. Arbitrum has showed 14 seconds at times. They also have 1.6, but it's not consistent. Their transactions per seconds on BitRock is 12,000 verified. They are working with the Pepe listing team, the marketing team. Yep. They have a buy sell tax that consistently feeds the wallet for marketing. So they have a ton of marketing. They're in the first month, they've already been integrated with Dex Tools, which was the fastest integration to date on Dex Tools. They don't just list anybody. Yeah. They were audited by Assure DeFi who works with the U.S. government. Yep. They have uh, auditing of the blockchain. Man, they just keep delivering. security. You know, they're launching their multi-chain decks. They just launched RockSwap, which is the first they official just- project on BitRock. This is their decks, the official decks, RockSwap. There's going to be tons of projects down the pipeline for BitRock. And we're still talking about a, a company with a market cap of, you know, at time of recording, around $15 million. Yeah, and they they also have a uh, another project they're going to be launching, which allows people to launch their own projects. But because the devs have built it out, it's going to be like really easy to seamlessly launch a project. And the coding will ensure that there's no um, scams or rug pulls possible on anything that launches on this product. Right. Very so, interesting. Super interesting. The I mean, we love this. And also, we should mention, as we said, we've been in this early. We're not trading this token. We have the tokens and we're staking. Literally just staking. For 60% APY on Ethereum. On yeah. So BitRock, you know, launched initially on Ethereum. Now you can go over to their mainnet. Eventually they will have APY on the mainnet. And I think it will be even larger. Yeah. Mainnet's fast too. Cheap. Super quick, man. I super love using it. Cheap fees. Boom. You pay nothing. Boom. Like everything about it. Yeah. The fact that all the tokens are in circulation. The team's delivering. Mainnet integrations to BitMart. Dex tools. Yep. They're honestly doing everything. So all the naysayers can, you know, <laughs> they can shut the fuck up. There was a lot of people giving us grief about, you know, you know what? Josh and I, we call out some coins that are small, small cap gems, micro cap gems like BitRock. Sometimes we talk about mid caps. Sometimes we talk about large caps. There's always naysayers that are like, oh, this is a scam. This is a scam. And you know what? Sometimes crypto is a scam. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of scams floating around. But with BitRock... This team has just delivered. So, yes, I know the team is undoxed, but... I don't as, care. As you have pointed out many times, how many projects that are fully doxed or even publicly traded companies rug pull? 
Yeah. It happens just because the team is, you know, the person is, doesn't mean they're not going to scam you. Was it, I was looking at Proterra, yeah. that stock backed by the government had a, a ton of grants given to them. They had tailwinds from uh, electric vehicle sales, all these things. Scam. Went down to zero. Scam. They have banks yep. out there that are going to zero with their stocks. Yeah. You have Richard Hart, who is, you know, a docs dev for Hex, yep. gone to zero. Terra so, Luna, boom, zero. FTX, so, zero. So, you know what? If the team's not docs, I don't care. Just keep delivering. Yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. So, that's one of the things I like to look look for. And All right, so that rounds out the first five of our top ten. And because it's the 200th episode special, if you if you have you been around since the 100th episode special, you notice we had one beer. <laughs> Now, for our 200th episode special, we are having two beers, which means it's time for our second beer. And also, that means if we make it to uh, 1,000 episodes, we're going to have 10 beers. <laughs> Things get good. It's going to have to be like a five-hour episode. Things will get wild. Yeah. It'll be like a five-hour episode. But I hope the people who watch our, our episodes can appreciate who we are as yeah. people. And I think our, I hope our personality comes out yeah, in these episodes. For sure. Now, you know, um, there's a, a really famous podcaster called Tim Ferriss. And um, his first ever episode, him and his, he, he invited his good buddy over to his place and they smashed like a couple balls of wine. And it was hilarious to like, you could just tell like minute by minute, by hour by hour. It was like a four hour episode and they were just, they're pretty wasted. By yeah. It's like it Joe was, Rogan sometimes. Yeah. He, he has a couple, uh, a yeah. couple joints on there or something. A couple whiskeys. Yeah. So we've gone through the first five. All right. So now it's onto the second beer and onto the next five. All right. So I picked that one. You can pick the next one. All right. So let's go with another. Um, let's go for another large cap here. Because okay. we just went through two small caps back to back. Yep. Let's go with one that is a top, interop- top interoperability uh, altcoin out there. And that's Quant. Yep. Proprietary tech. The tokenomics are unbelievable. They have different narratives going for them in terms of uh, central bank digital currencies, stuff like that. Huge partnerships. How can you not have quant in your portfolio? Yeah, I think if, you know, for we call this the perfect crypto portfolio for the next bull run. So you have to have a mix of large caps, mid caps, and small caps. Now, quant is sitting around maybe like a $1.2 billion market cap around 35, 40. This is such a unique project. It's layer zero interoperability with corporate and enterprise and institutional adoption. Now we're talking about a company, Quant, that just recently partnered with the Bank of England to make their CBDC. And we've done updates. We've, we've talked about Quant consistently over the past two years that we've been running this show. And we've always talked about, the last time we did, we did, I think it was like a HBAR Quant something update. Attic. And we talked about, all right, look, read the tea leaves. Quant just partnered with a company called UST to facilitate the issuance of central bank digital currencies in the money in the form of commercial stable coins and digital securities. We said this, look at this partnership. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but this is a window into the future of what Quant is doing. They're working with countries to make CBDCs. Sure enough, a few months later, boom. Official announcement, partner with the Bank of England. This is just the start for Quant. It's a layer zero. And they've worked, they came through, I think it was, they worked with Oracle, Amazon, whole bunch of, this is a big, big name enterprise company that is doing something unique. Then there's not a lot of competition for what Quant's doing. No, there's not. And it's proprietary technology. You need to own the token to pay for the three lines of code that they're going to give you that gets built into your, <clears throat> into your, you know, Web two, Web three, whatever. And they're also partnered with the Bank of International Settlements. So international settlements. Yep. Think about that. You have all these different banks coming together with their CBDCs, maybe built on different blockchains. Yep. This is the silver lining that is proprietary technology that nobody mm-hmm. else has yep. that will connect all the banks, all the CBDCs, all the blockchains, everything. Yeah. There's no other platform that's doing this. The way that I looked, uh, I like to look at Quant is it's, think of it like an operating system for blockchains, like Windows. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of operating si- or blockchains, which are the uh, programs or apps on the operating system. But Quant is the layer zero, the fabric that brings them all together. And enterprises are going to be dealing with, you know, maybe, you know, say five years in the future, this enterprise is on this blockchain and this enterprise is on this blockchain, but they need, an, they need a way to communicate because it's cross chain. Quant is the layer zero that could and should bring them all together. And then another thing that we always talk about is how good are the tokenomics? Yeah. It's like all what all 90 someone plus 
uh, all in circulation, and it's only ten million. Yeah, half of a big half of what Bitcoin has. I feel like some buying pressure when these. It's also the fact that uh, this technology is available to the public, and enterprises will be start using this. If you have to use a token, all the tokens are in circulation. There's only ten million. In theory, yep. the price should do quite well. In theory, for sure. That's. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going for quant and. As we said, you know, we've got our layer one, layer two, AI. This is our layer zero. Yeah. Interoperability play. I think, you know, we did that interoperability draft. I got the first pick. You're like, fuck. Yeah, game over. I don't care about it. I got it. Quant. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. Man. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> care about any of the other projects. <laughs> yeah. So look, I think that's that's the bull case for Quant and why I think we need it in our portfolio. All right. Moving on. We've got, let's go with one of the tokens we've been talking about more recently. Um, we actually interviewed the founder and CEO of this project as well. And this is Alliance Block. Mm. So Alliance Block is, it's kind of along similar lines as Quant, which is why I wanted to do it next. Because it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's an, like an institutional, it's uh, the same as Quant in terms of the integration. But what they're doing is trying to build a bridge between traditional finance and DeFi. And when you talk to, if you, if you haven't, go watch our interview with Rashid Ayaya. That guy's a genius. Like, you think we know a lot about crypto? I know no. nothing. This guy is on another planet in terms of his crypto knowledge. And when you watch that episode, it's hard not to be extremely bullish for Alliance Block. But we'll try to break it down for you right now. This guy, okay, so this platform is the king of partnerships. It seems like they're partnering with everybody. He's such a lovable guy. Like, it just seems like he gets along with everybody. His background, you know, we talk about founders and how they operate within their niche and within their specialty. Hello. You know, have Paul Caslin, who's... Uh, ex-Grammy-nominated um, director. Yep. He's operating entertainment. Rashida Jaja comes from a big banking background, traditional finance, quantum computing. He knows what it takes to build. He said anybody can really launch a tokenized uh, platform, real-world assets, big deal. But is it built in compliance? Mm. Everything that Alliance Block does, it's all compliant. It is all set up to withstand the economic um, and the the regulations that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Yep. It is all set up for that. For sure. So super smart. This is the the bridge. Yeah. This is the thing that's going to onboard the tr- the trillions of dollars trillions. that we're talking about yeah. when regulation hits. This is the way they're going to be going. This Alliance Block has the infrastructure for yeah, it. Yeah. For, and now keep this in mind. This is also a small cap gem, which is currently sitting at around a $50 million Fucking market Fucking blows cap, my right? mind. That this okay. And there's two things that stood out from that interview, which, I, again, I encourage you all to go watch this interview. Two things. The first thing was they, are, they just launched their Nexera, their DEX, which is a decentralized exchange where people will eventually be able to trade tokenized real-world assets yeah. on. The same way you trade Bitcoin. Yeah. Easy. So we talk about the tokenization of real-world assets. It was very hot in, like, April, I think. Um, there's a couple of different projects, but this has now become our favorite project in that sector because, so tokenization of real-world assets is like, all right, Josh owns three Picassos in theory, and if he wants to tokenize those and trade it with someone in Serbia, yeah, that's very hard to do in physical form. Yeah. But if he tokenizes that and say that someone in Serbia wants to trade for your tokenized Picasso, a house. Yeah, right. Tokenize that. You can swap real-world assets tokenized on the blockchain through Alliance Block. And the CEO of BlackRock himself has said that tokenization of real-world assets is a trillion-dollar opportunity. Yeah. And who's facilitating that? This $50 million market cap Alliance Block. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And the second thing, Nexera ID, the right. KYC thing, that was crazy. That was fucked. That, the, so the UI, uh, the user interface, super sleek, super simple. It's like if you want to build out a project, it's like it, it'll match like who the venture capitalists are that could f- uh, provide funding and whatnot. Like yeah. it was, it was so. Um, Rashid was gracious enough to give us a preview of this unlaunched platform, which is an Xero ID. And personally, I come from a tech background, a startup background. I've built apps, websites myself. This, the interface and the ease and the sleekness of this platform was unmatched. And KYC and ID, it's kind of a black box. People don't really know how it works. And it can be very clunky if you've done it on different websites, exchanges. But Nexera ID, if that starts to get, when yeah, it starts when, to get, when, imp- when, when it starts to get implemented within all other Web3 projects, because as we see, regulation is coming. KYC is needed. This could be the key for 
millions, millions of people to get KYC'd and all kinds of apps, Alliance Block is building it. So now think about all the stuff we just said. KYC, Nexera ID. Compliant. Compliant. Real world yeah. assets trading on a DEX. Trillions of dollars of traditional finance into DeFi. They have, man, so he, he mentioned like how long these partnerships take. They have some stuff coming in with these banks, mm -hmm. you know, um, coming through. And uh, one of the largest, I, I can't remember, the Deloitte, was it? No, it was, it was some IT company. It was one, like of the IT company, one of the largest IT yeah. companies in the world coming onto Alliance Block. One thing that caught my eye, which was like incredible, is their limit order book. Mm. So let's say you are, you want to set a limit or you think Bitcoin's going to go to uh, 15K, right? You're like, I'll set my limit order for $15,000 Bitcoin. That whole time that you have your limit order there, you're staking it. You're earning rewards on your limit order. That's crazy, bro. That's that changes everything. <laughs> that's one of the craziest concepts. And it's the like fact li liquid staking derivatives, but like on another level. On a whole nother level. Yeah. And when... People start to wake up to this. People are like, they don't understand how big this actually is. Yeah. Big players are going to be doing this 24 7. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to be an idiot. Why would you place a limit order with no returns? Because you're you an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, next, um, Alliance Block is definitely on the list there. Yeah, 100%. All right. What do you think? Uh, so that's, I don't know, that five, six? It's five or six, something like that. Uh, that's it. So that's uh, seven, maybe. So we'll save, save one for the end that hasn't even launched yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Save, save the pre-launch gem for the end that's why you have to watch okay let's get into one that received a ton of hype not long ago and that's render so there's this huge issue right now and that's the fact that gpus are in complete shortage mm. gpu stocks uh have been going bonkers lately people can't gobble them up fast enough right. elon musk himself has come out and said this yeah, yeah, yeah so what render does is they democratize gpu cloud rendering this is very important as you know the metaverse starts to unfold, as artists try to get their work out there. And Even AI as well. AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like an AI play as well. It's an AI play. It's a metaverse play. It's basically building a marketplace for these services that everyone needs. Because as we said, no one can afford these insane Nobody. hardware setups for generating AI, for generating metaverse technology. It's, you know, you need a huge rig. People are skint of money these days, right? So with Render, it's a marketplace where people that have the hardware setups, you can pay them for the services. Yeah. And, you know, anyone can build a marketplace, but these guys, we talk about the team, the experience, it's on another level. They have a massive, massive team um, with insane experience. Who, is, who are some of the uh, individuals you got in there? So uh, the guy who started the Brave Browser, Brave Browser. he's an advisor. Uh, he also, I think that was, his, he also started JavaScript as well, that guy. Right, yeah. uh, you have J.J. Abrams, like a- Star Wars? He's, he produced Star Wars. Um, you have, a, a, yeah, a lot of- World Economic up, Forum people yeah, on there. Yeah, there's connections big time. And one of the big things about Render and why, you know, we've been talking about Render for a while, and I have to say this is one of our better plays because as a mid-cap, it ripped. And one of the reasons for that was their partnership or integration connection with Apple. Apple. In order that it comes pre-installed onto... Yeah, so there's this thing called Octane X, which is like a smartphone version of like the killer app of Render. Um, now it's available free stock standard on all iPads and pr and probably now Mac users. So this is like, uh, yeah, it's like a editing, photo editing, whatever, metaverse software, any, all that kind of stuff. They're working with Apple. That brings billions, millions, billions. Millions, yeah, millions, yeah. Lots of people who use Apple products. Yep into the render ecosystem quite easily. It's the world's fastest, first and fastest, unbiased, correct GPU render engine on the market, a software that you can use to edit, create, and render realistic 2D images or videos based on 3D models, preloaded on Apple products, built by Render. Yeah, wild. Massive. And this is not a product that, that launched yesterday. Yep. This is around since 2009. Mm -hmm. Token sale 2017, public launch 2020. Yep. So I love the fact that it's an AI play and a metaverse play. Yeah. Because when we talk about, you know, we always talk about narratives. We narrative, 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 narrative. It's in two narratives. So, yes, AI was hot, is hot. But metaverse will be, mark my words, metaverse will come back. It will. And it's like, okay, well, when metaverse come back, will the AI plays die? No. This is also a metaverse play. Yeah. It, it takes both, man, the GPU shortage, the fact that how expensive that equipment is, and you can just rent, you can kind of just rent it. So, mm -hmm. If you've ever used Fiverr or Upwork, or whatever, you post your job, what yep. you want done. The guys come in, they say, I'll take this job. They render the, 
the project for you and then you you get your project is done and they collect the to- the R&D R tokens. Yep. So, so it's the uti- it's got utility. I love a marketplace like it's great. Yeah. So right now I think renders around like a 750 mil uh, fully diluted market cap, 75% of tokens in circulation, which is pretty good. Yeah. As we said it's not a new project, so the trust is there. Honestly, go on the render website, check the team out, check the use cases out. For us it's like it's kind of like a jack of all trades because it operates in multiple narratives. So I'm happy to and happy to have it in the portfolio because it's not quite a large cap yet, but I see the potential for it to become like top 30 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the next project that we have on here has been one we've been alluding to lately and their mainnet hasn't even launched yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this so special because they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes for an upcoming problem that people are oblivious to. And that's quantum computing. That's right. So this is Quan platform, Quan X. Yeah, Quan X. This is one we've been talking about. We we didn't talk about it at all. All of a sudden, we start to see the little tea leaves, Eracles, and then boom, we realize, wow, this is this is a project everyone needs to know about. So this is a layer one hybrid blockchain. So it's public and private. It's got insane transactions per second. It's like something like ninety five thousand, I think, for private um, hybrid. You know, so enterprises can use it. The public can use it. This is a platform that is going to protect 99% of blockchains from this quantum computing threat that IBM has come out and said, look, we got the computer for it now. We can, we can start hacking into these blockchains. Yeah, so currently 99% of all blockchains can be hacked or broken by quantum computing attacks. Now, the mainstream media will tell you that quantum attacks are 10 to 15 years away. However... They're always wrong. So if you start to look at, <laughs> if you start to look at, and you 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 brought this point up first, um, so I should credit you. But it's like, if you look at how fast technology moves, and with the advent of AI, what we think is going to take ten to fifteen years in terms of a technological advancement now will probably be more like five years. Yeah, or two. You yeah, never know, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, who would have told you two years ago we'd have all the AI that we have now, True. right? You're like, oh, it's 10 years away. Yeah, 10 years. And so all, all of a sudden, ChatGPT is like, what? Fucking here now. Yeah. So I think quantum quantum attacks are probably going to become a lot faster. They're going to be coming faster than you think. So blockchains need to start looking into how to integrate the Quan platform technology with them. And dApps need to start bridging over to QuantX. And that brings us to our next point. How easy is it for developers to bridge over to, for QuantX? It's it's seamless. It's EVM compatible, so pretty much any Ethereum uh, blockchain right now can can bridge over and, to Quantex. And every single coding language. Every single coding language. So if you're a developer and you've been learning Solidity for uh, you know the past twenty years, you don't have to go to the one blockchain that has that coding language. If you've been learning Rust or C plus plus, now every developer can come to this platform and build on it and receive royalties mm. anytime their code is redeployed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. They also have um cloud compute cloud uh integration. Integration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five minute cloud oh, integration. Other blockchains so, that takes hours, if not days. Yeah. So it's five minutes integrate yep. seamlessly. The thing about this, so people talk, oh quantum computing, blah blah blah, it's gonna take ten years. But what's happening now is the data is being harvested and they'll crack it later. Mm. So projects can have to start migrating to Quantex, Quant platform, right. a lot sooner rather than later to pr- protect themselves. Interesting. They have a, a global team. You know, they got people from all around There's the like world. 30, 40 people. And you know what's in, so we are, okay, we have, a pro, we have a project that is one of, it's the only quantum resistant layer one, hybrid blockchain, easy for developers to come over, only a $60 million market cap. And is there a connection to the, the member of the Qatari royal family? Yeah, it's like HPK Holdings, I think, is one of the partners here. And they, this is a family of $365 billion. That's big. There's some ties to IBM as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot happening here. Mainnet hasn't launched yet. They have intellectual property that's being... So it's people like, oh, well, why isn't this stuff on GitHub yet? It's because they're developing the code privately. Mm-hmm. It is going to be deployed by the end of this year yep. when Mainnet launches. And that's going to change the game forever. And here's the other thing. The National Institute of Standards and Technology says that crystals dilithium is the number one algorithm to use when it comes to, and this is a government ag- uh, government agency, Yep. when it comes to quantum com- computing attacks. This is what Quantex uses. Yep. So, I don't know, you guys, <laughs> you look at what um, Solana 
you know, you can only code in one or two languages. Yeah. The market cap that it has, the outages yeah. it has. Yeah, yeah. It's not resistant to quantum attacks. Yeah. This takes a lot of the boxes and it has got a lot of money behind it. Intellectual property. It's a very unique project because it's the only quantum resistant layer one. And I'm telling you, this threat is coming faster than people think. Yeah. IBM has a computer that can do it. I know it took them a while to develop, but technology moves so fast. So, and as, as Josh said, the mainnet hasn't launched yet. Also, what was that thing? One of the community members of in Beanstalk Discord, Libra, Libra scan, scan or something? Libra scan. So it's like, you know, EtherScan or BSC scan, yeah. the website you use to scan all of your transactions. They're doing Libra scan. Yeah. So that could it's potentially a, be a decentralized, because um, Ether, EtherScan is centralized and so is BSC scan. It's a decentralized um, version version yeah, of yeah. those two platforms. I like that. That's cool. And not a lot of people are doing that. Do you, cool. know, do you realize that uh, those two platforms are some of the most heavily used websites in the entire planet? Yeah, yeah they're up there for sure. Because everyone in crypto uses them exactly. all the time. Yeah. Where'd this go? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they have that coming for them as well when, when mainnet launches. So Quanx. Quanx like definitely Quan deserves platform? to be on that list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like one of our top layer ones. Yeah. All right. Especially so, from a market cap perspective. For sure. So that's that's the first nine. So we've gone through our large caps, our mid caps, our small caps, our AI, our layer two, our layer one, our layer zero, all that kind of stuff. Now for our final pick to round out our top 10 perfect portfolio for the next bull run, you have to have a gem that hasn't launched yet. Because mm. there is money to be made in pre-sales in crypto, if you pick the right projects, for sure. And getting in early on projects that show insane promise can be great opportunities, not financial advice. <laughs> However, if you've been following us, you know that we are heavy on a project that hasn't launched in the metaverse realm called Otherverse. Otherverse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go it's, ahead. It's one that, honestly... We've had we have we've had the privilege of experiencing what the other verse how it operates. You can use you don't just need you know you think of metaverse. This is a metaverse play. This is going to change the internet forever. So when you go on to let's say Shopify, and you're in your little two di- two dimensional website, now you're going to be able to try it on in three dimension. Yep. Any plot any website that you go on to is now going to be three di- three dimensional, and you're going to experience it. As though you're living in it. Yep. It's the next, the next layer of the internet. So imagine how many dollars worth of revenue is going to be generated for big advertisers who want to be in there. It's huge. And you don't just need a VR headset. That's just, one of, that's just to like really make this platform really good. You can use it on iOS. You can use it on your Mac. You can use it on your, on your TV. Anything. You can use it on anything. Yeah. And you know what? People would say, Josh, that's crazy. You're crazy. But when you look about when you look at the background of the other verse and who's building it, first of all, this is a metaverse project that's been around for 17 years. Yes. Right? In a web two format. In web two format. They know what they're doing. The founder, Brian Schuster, we talked about Rashid and how he's a genius in crypto. Brian Schuster, this guy's just a straight up genius. He invented the pop-up ad, I think. Yeah. He's an internet pioneer. So if you're talking about someone who knows how to build, who can see the vision of where the internet is going, that's Brian. With Josh and I, we always like to look at who's the team behind projects, what's the blah, blah, blah. So this is a huge... We actually did an interview with Brian. We should have him on on the the show again. again, So we're going to get him on again soon. But again, they've been working on this for 17 years. Now, when you look at the current metaverse leaders, quote unquote leaders... They're dead. Decentraland, the sandbox. In our opinion, these projects do not have legs because they're just not built for mass adoption. They're cartoony. They're laggy. They're slow. They're just... They're not just sell, all that. Just selling plots of NFT land. Yeah. But when you look at the other verse, first of all, they've, I think they've already done more transaction value in their Web2 form than all the other ones combined, like by, I don't know, 100x. They've done, they've done more weddings than yeah. active users yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in Decentraland and the Sandbox. And it's a photorealistic metaverse, the other verse. So it's, it's not a cartoony, Lego-y platform. You know, um, Decentraland is cartoony. Sandbox is Lego-y. This is real. They're going to try to. They're going to eventually build this into being as photorealistic of a platform. You can recreate yourself in the other verse with clothing and watches and whatever you want, and go to parties, and go to bars, or go to movies, or attend music festivals, yeah. or attend shows. You can come to, onto this podcast in it. We're going to do the podcast in the other verse in the future. Like yeah. this is we're talking about real life in the metaverse built by the other verse. And it hasn't even launched yet. 
they've done 35 billion transactions worth 15 billion dollars in u.s dollar revenue um if you're to uh transact the two yep which gives this uthx token a ton of utility because everything that you do in the other verse, you're going to be using this this token. Yeah, 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 everything. That's it. You know, you want to go into a different room. You want to be. Uh, you want to attend a concert. You want to, whatever, whatever yeah. you do in there, you have to use this token, and they're patent protected. Yeah, they have over fifty patents. Yeah, tons of patents. And you guys may not realize this, but <clears throat> when it comes to how many people you can have in a room, you know how much data is there. Can you? The spatial awareness. You can't just have, oh, let's say you flip, flip the switch and there's a billion users on the other verse. You can't have a billion people in a room. That doesn't work. For sure. So they have the patent technology so that when you move your head around, you're not going to get sick, motion sickness wise. There's all these little things that a lot of these uh, industry leaders like Facebook, et cetera, haven't thought about yeah. and don't realize the work that goes into it. And this guy's physics background and how he's like disproving fucking <laughs> Einstein's three, theory of relativity. And it's really interesting how, yeah, he, yeah. how he disproves it. You know what's really interesting about the other verse? And I think it's like, okay, we just basically pitched the other verse in itself of why we think it's so great. But here's the best part. They are allowing any company or person to build their own yeah. version of their own metaverse using the other verse technology and platform still using the other verse native token, right? So right. say the other verse is there, millions of people are on it, but someone comes along and wants to build a cartoony version of their platform. Well, they can do it using the other verse technology, but it's all within their realm and they're still going to be using the other verse token yeah. as their in-game currency. So you think about the pot hundreds or thousands of vertical layers of the other verse. It's all one interconnected metaverse with there's the main other verse and then there's the the, the, the hub NFL yeah. one, and then there's the Disney one, whatever. But yeah. it's all using the otherverse token, so it's it's, they, crazy. it's interoperable, and people can build their own metaverses using the otherverse technology. Which the opportunity for that is limitless. <laughs> Man, honestly, this this one gets me hyped. Yeah, this one gets me fucking hyped because sure. we used it too. Yeah, we were fortunate enough. Brian gave us a sneak peek trial. Josh and I created accounts, and we were running around in the otherverse. It's real. And it's yeah. spectacular. Yeah. And we've been talking about this for two years now. Yeah. Uh, September 26th, I think, is beta, private beta. Yep. Coming yeah. out soon. So people can start using this soon. Yeah. Real yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, keep your eyes on this one. That's it. So look, that's all honesty, brutal honesty. Yes, we finished our two beers. This is our favorite 10 altcoins right now. Um, if you've been with us since the start, thank you for watching. If you've been with us since the 100th episode, thank you for watching again. Yeah, we do appreciate you guys a lot. We're looking forward to the next 100 episodes in our 300th episode special. We're going to have to drink three beers. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle three beers. <laughs> I haven't been drinking too much lately. But um, yeah, look, if there's, if there's an altcoin that we mentioned that you like, let us know in the comments. If there's one that, we, that you like that we didn't mention... Let us know again because we're, we're always going to be updating and, and giving different um, different updates on all the altcoins. Again, we appreciate you guys. Look, we've got, we go through the comments on every episode and literally like you go through it and it's just like filled with positivity. Mm -hmm. For sure. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. It's amazing. Yeah. So, hey, make sure you guys tune to the next episode. Ooh, that one's going to be a banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only